You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Manage Mental Podcast, a weekly discussion on hot topics in the music biz for the up-and-comers, the brand newbies, the beginners, and aspiring rock stars of tomorrow. This podcast is propelled by your input and feedback, so please rate and review and leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show. I am your host, Mr. Blasco, and as always, I am joined by my good friend, the co-host from the other coast, Mr. Mike Mowry. What up, what up, Blasco? Man, I saw the shootout of a lifetime Monday night. I had the privilege of going to Monday Night Football, LA Rams versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me tell you, there's almost nothing more liberating than going into a really cool game like that and not giving a shit who actually wins and just observing the insanity of what goes on at the L.A. Coliseum during a football match. It was pretty freaking crazy. I bet the uh, the fans are quite over the top. That is the truth. And, uh, you know, the most interesting thing about being on the West Coast is, you know, the shift in perspective. I'm so used to doing anything at night on the East Coast. It starts late and ends late. You know, I was, uh, I think it was halftime. It was like 6.30 or 7 o'clock. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Is it already time? You know, is, my body was convinced that it was midnight. Right. Um, so it was pretty cool. Pulled a professional move, got out of there before uh, the end of the game. We may have missed a couple of the last minute uh, fireworks and, and touchdowns. But you know what? Uh, the experience of fan watching was was pretty much top notch. Did the Rams win? They did. And I believe ah, it was the nice. second highest scoring football game of all time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. In so. the last episode, we chatted about Jared Threaten. That was a really great episode. It was actually a really great episode. <laughs> so check it out <laughs> if you haven't already. Uh, today's episode is sponsored by our buddies at rockabilia.com. Go check them out for the awesomest collection of officially licensed band merch on the planet. Use our code PCJabberJaw and get 15% off your entire order. Yeah, here we are, man. Uh, By the time this one rolls out, it will be Cyber Monday. So you will uh, hopefully have gotten in on the uh, Black Friday deals that Black, uh, sorry, that uh, Rockabilia is doing. They've got 500,000 plus items of things. But if you missed it, I'm sure they've got some sort of Cyber Monday special. And no matter what, you're always getting a discount when you drop PC Jabberjaw on them. So go over there, use that code, tell them Blasco and Mike sent you and uh, stock up, you know, on items for uh, friends and family, not just yourself. Yep. Today's episode is also sponsored by the cool kids over at Banzoogle.com, where where you can build a stunning website for your music in minutes. Try it free for 30 days and be sure to use the promo code MENTAL to get 15% off the first year of your subscription. Yeah, in the music business, we're approaching a time where things do start to slow down a little bit. The nice thing is for all of you, uh, you know, kids that are out there in 
you know, developing acts, uh, this is the time to double down on yourself. You know, take take the time, you know, during downtime from school, work, whatever it may be. Of course, enjoy time with your family, but, you know, put the efforts into what you're doing. And one of those things can be to build a hub, a website that allows you to integrate all of the wonderful third-party programs that exist to promote and sell things for your band. And Bandzoogle has made it really easy for you to do so. They like what we're doing. We like what they're doing. Head on over, Bandzoogle, use Mental for 15% off. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you and support those who support us. Really appreciate that. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, Jared threatened built like 10 websites, so we're only asking you to build one. Hey, and I didn't get a chance to say it, but a couple of people have given us feedback about the title of that episode, Are You Threatening Me? So, Blasco, big shouts to you for uh, <laughs> for coming up with something that, that good. It went straight over my head when we were talking about it last week. And if you guys haven't listened to it, I wa- I, I'm almost positive it was the most fun I've had recording an episode. It was just fun to really, like, riff on something so insane within our world uh, so head on over and, and while you're there do appreciate the beauty of of that episode title <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week we talk about content to share with your fans other than just your music this is going to be killer so let's get mental oh yeah so mike i was uh scouring the basement of the interwebs and I found this article written by Michael Hahn of Lander. And if you don't know what Lander is, Lander is a place where is a is a uh, a, a, por- a portal of sorts on the internet. I think it's Lander.com or whatever. And uh, this isn't a plug, but just so people know, if you want to master your music, uh, that is a good place to do it on the cheap. And um, and I've uh, I've uh, suggested this to musician friends of mine, and they seem to have. Uh, Good results with that. Anyway, uh, Michael Hahn uh, wrote on the Lander blog, five things you should share with your fans besides music. And uh, it starts off like this. It's clear that sharing your music with your fans is the number one priority, but your community is looking for more than just tracks. They want the extra details that bring the sounds to life. Your music has a story, and it's up to you to bring that story to your fans. It's the part of speaking to your audience that's more than just music. There's tons of ways to tell the story around your sound. But to get you started, here's five useful ideas of what to share with your fans beyond your music. Number one, why you make music. Share the motivations behind your music. It gives your listeners a window into your process. Here's some questions to consider asking yourself. Number one, what's your song or album about? Number two, where were you when you made it and when did you write it? Number three, what does the song or album mean to you and how does it fit into your entire body of work? And final number four, how did you evolve as an artist during this process? process. So Mike, what do you think about that? Yeah, let me just say as a whole, I love this idea. And what I like about when these articles that you find is, you know, so much of it is just stuff that like I think those of us that have been in this business long enough and have had to figure out, 
right? It's not like we got in the business 20 years ago, started releasing records and said, let's figure out additional content to share that's other than the music. It's like, no, as as the industry and as the methods of promotion have, have you know, continued to change, you know, uh, we've done this stuff naturally, a lot of it through trial and error. So it's really cool that he summarized some of this stuff because I almost enjoy coming up with these things more than you know than the handling the music itself and and maybe that's the wrong way to say it i really like being involved in the musical process and the creation process whether it's directly related you know getting giving feedback you know trying to hook a band up with a producer you know um or whether it's just you know consuming long before anything ever hits the marketplace but this is really where you know as a manager i start to truly engage you know, once it's all been completed and coming up with these really creative ways to, to help share the story, like he's saying, you know, to break, break through is is one of the things that I, I really enjoy doing. So I love this. And I think the motivations behind the music. Yeah. Why are we here? Why are you doing this? Anyone and their brother, as we've determined, can make music. You've always been able to make music. Now anyone and their brother can record music and can get it out into you know, the, the, the internet, the great place where everybody listens to music, but why is it, you know, that somebody should go listen to you? And that's what I love about this first point is why do you do it? Yeah. Agreed. I mean, you got to think if, if you've got fans, you want your fans to spend as much time with you as possible. Right. So it's like, someone just listens to your music, that's great and all, but if they're a fan and you want to turn them into an Uber fan, you have to give them some opportunity to do a deep dive on your content, on on what you have to offer. Like let them go YouTube and find interviews of you, you know, let them maybe listen to a podcast of you or, 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 you know, get your, like, get your, you know, the reason why you made music, like he's suggesting here. Like it's, it's, it's cool to like, you know, make a song, write a song and record a song and put it out there. But, but why, what inspired you to do it? Why did you do it? You know, like, like for instance, like as a, as a music fan, uh, for instance, I'm a Henry Rollins fan. Right. So mm-hmm. if I just listened to his music, that'd be great and all. I put it on 10, you know, crank it while I'm driving or whatever. <laughs> but, the, you know, but the point of it is, is that there's a wealth that as a fan that I can deep dive into. Right. I can listen to his spoken word albums. I can go see him do spoken word. I can read his books. I can listen to his podcast. I can read his uh, article articles in the LA weekly, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I can attach myself to because I'm a fan and I want to know more about what makes this dude tick. Right. So I think it's the same thing here. Whereas like, what drives you? Like, why are you a musician? Why do you write songs? Why do you, why do you spend time to do all this? Let your fans know they, they, they want to know more. They want to, you want to provide them the opportunity to dig deeper into what it is that you do and why you do it. Right. Yeah, I think it's, I do. I think it's so interesting. I mean, you know, Ice Nine Kills just released their record and, you know, a lot of the stuff that went into it, you know, uh, was super important to Spencer, you know, the singer, for instance, he went and recorded some vocals on the location where Friday the 13th was recorded. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking like, man, that's a fucking big, bad effort to go do, you know, for something that you could just go do in your, your, you know, 
your apartment or the studio. But to him, it really was an inspirational thing. And so then he gets inspired and then he shares that story of how and why he was inspired and the relation to the horror film. These are some of those really you know, simple ideas that then after the fact, when I'm hearing him talk about it, I'm like, yeah, that is really cool. And there's so many examples, you know, he gives four here, song or album about where you made it. That's what we were just talking about. And when did you write it? What does it mean to you? And how does it fit into your entire body of work? That's really cool, right? I mean, if Rollins writes a song, you know, and really he understands where he was in that place and can relate it to the rest of his material. Yeah, that's going to connect with a guy like you or I that have been a fan of him and have listened to, you know, so many of his songs over the years. What is it that makes this one different? What is inspiring him that's different? And if you're out there and you don't have a huge body of work, you know, why is it that you're doing this? What is it about you and this process that excites you? And what are you looking forward to, you know, doing in the future? I think this is a really, really great first step on this stuff. Yeah. And it's a good segue into number two, which is your studio gear and recording process. Who doesn't love looking at a setup and trying to identify each piece or imagining the potential of certain gear combos and other artist setups or seeing how your favorite sound was actually made? Even modest setups are great to look at. It's not how fancy your gear is. It's how it contributes to the music you make. So for instance, you know, this is specifically talking about gear, but you mentioned Spencer and where he tracks specific vocals and the story behind it. So I think this is totally relevant. Absolutely. And, you know, I think even regardless of whether you do something completely bonkers like that, you know, yeah, just the process of how did you choose your gear? Why did you choose your gear? What did you experiment with to get to the final combo? of things you know i'll use him because it's the last record that you know we commercially released you know in their song a grave mistake there's a part where um you know it slows down and and almost goes you know instrumental with the guitar and he talks about how he wanted to replicate the guitar tone um in nirvana songs that he heard because that was the first artist that really inspired him that made him want to be you know a quote-unquote rock star how cool is that you know, and now when I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, that is the exact tone that they were going for and they nailed it. And knowing that that came from a place of him idolizing, you know, uh, a previous artist, it's got to be a really cool connection to the fans. Um, you know, and so much of the stuff that you and I have worked with, it is, it's gear heavy. You know, we've got a lot of technical prowess. What is it that inspires these guys who literally play with different types of gear, different plugins, different setups all the freaking time? What is it? that you know they settled on to to put on their recording that's going to live forever i think that's such a freaking cool thing totally and once again a good segue into number three your influences obsessive fans love to trace the flow of influences from one artist to another share your influences and let your listeners make the connection Posting tracks from your favorite artist and what inspires you is a great way to share music in between releases or take it one step further and record a cover song. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's like all of these tie together so well and, you know, influences. Oh, my God. I mean, look at you and me. One of the things I like about continuing to get to know you is everything that's inspired you. You know, your musical uh, influences, you know, here you are, you're what, 30 plus 40 or however long into your freaking career. 
And, you know, I'm still finding out about these amazing artists that influence you, you know? And so think about the other artists. I mean, for me, it's the same thing. It's like, I come from a punk rock, hardcore background. I'm actually on a text chain right now with a couple of friends asking them to introduce me to new tracks each and every day, because I want to know what's inspired them. Right. We've got so much familiarity with each other, but you know, the early, early years before we met, they've got a little bit different catalog, uh, that, that fuels their lives than I do. And I want to be tapped into that, you know, same thing goes with artists. I mean, it's so cool to think, you know, uh, some of the bands, you know, some of the biggest bands in the world have the same influences that I do, you know, now that punk rock and hardcore are, you know, they've been around for so long, artists that come along now, you know, I was just listening to a podcast. There's Atlantic Atlantic records artist, nothing nowhere, who some friends of mine manage and they're on fueled by ramen and a friend of mine signed them. And it was so cool. I'm listening to this interview on a podcast and the kids talking about how he used to be in hardcore bands. And what's interesting is I didn't really care too much for his music previously. You know, I, I was listening to it cause it was friends of mine who who work with him but now i'm like dude that's awesome you know this guy came from the same place that i came from and even if people come from a different line it makes me excited because i'm like oh cool you know if, if the music connects with me and they've got a different influence maybe i'll go back and check out you know that that other influence so again man this guy's nailing it with these points totally uh moving on number four other creative projects you are into. Music may be what brings people to your channels, but even the diehard obsessives among us have other interests. This is your chance to tell your fans about yours. Show the way you interact with your other interests. It will help people get to know the process behind your craft. Anything you can do to help your fans feel more connected to you and your sound is worth sharing and gives you options for how to promote your music in more interesting ways between projects. Yeah, I mean, the simplest one at present, if, you know, we keep talking about Ice Nine Kills because it's fresh, so we'll continue with that. I mean, look at it, whole new records about horror films. That's something that is directly tied in, but also just a huge influence. You know, we've got plenty of other people that are influenced by photography, by graffiti, by art, by cars, by sports, by so many things. And I do, I think it shows that, you know, even though music really does connect all of us, there's more to it. We all have more interest in that. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of people that like Zach Sabbath because of your love for cats. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's maybe safe to assume that inherently as musicians, we are also creatives and we like to create. Sure. We love to make music, but we also like to create, whether it's you know, whether it's a t-shirt design or a blog or, you know, a fucking playlist or, or, you know, what watch horror movies or whatever it is. Um, you know, I mean, think about like Rob Zombie, think about how he pulled in all of his outside influences to create a brand. Right. And like, so, you know, it's important to take these all into consideration. Granted, like you don't have to do all of these, I think what this article is pointing out is to, to think about your fans and think about what they're interested in 
above and beyond what you're giving them musically. Um, so, you know, I, I definitely appreciate this article. I like where it's coming from. And, and like I said, I don't, I don't think you got to pull out of this, you know, step by step. So black and white, but use it more of as, as an inspiration of, you know, ask your fans what they'd like to know. I mean, I think that we're in that time period now where, you know, you have access to your fans, ask them what they'd like to know more about and give them that, you know, give, give the fans what they want. Like for instance, my, my wife was like, I can't believe you guys did an episode on Jared threatened. I go, yeah, but people were asking for it, man. We were giving the kids what they want. You know, <laughs> we're, we're, we're delivering the goods to our fan base. Cause this is what they asked for. <laughs> yeah, so that. That. <laughs> I love, I love, the, I love Hey, I'm just happy that your wife's paying attention to what we're doing, man. But I do think, you know, again, you make a great point. It's like the the point of all of this is that we are so much more than the music we create, the music that we work with. You know, all of these things. We, you know, we're the totality of all of our influences, and whether it directly goes into the the final product or in some way it's indirectly. You know, if we're talking about promotion and we're really thinking about the idea of in some ways how to cut through. Right. But at the, at the at the core here, we're talking about how to connect. And when you connect with enough people, that's what actually enables you to cut through. So I like to even back it up and say, you know, don't just think about, oh, how am I going to break through the noise? Think about how you're going to connect with enough people that there's a mass, you know, there, there's a massive effect here that allows you to break through the noise. And by, you know, you're really doing that by showing the sum total of everything that got you to the point of the creation of your art. Final number five, other artists in your community. Have you played with the great band lately? Has someone in your scene dropped a track that's their best yet? Supporting your community is all about celebrating achievements. That means you and your peers. Sometimes it seems like the music world is a cutthroat race for the most streams, but connecting on a human level through music is what really matters. Share a bond or admiration you have for a like-minded artist in your scene. Yeah, I mean, and so much of this should just come second nature as you continue to hang out with artists, you know, and, and it doesn't even have to be somebody big and famous. You know, you can just take pictures with whoever it is you're hanging out with if they are another artist and that starts a conversation. And so you're going to inevitably be around people in your community if you're an active participant. So document that. I talk about it all the time. Sometimes artists are like, well, we're going to go on this tour and there's only going to be 30 people a night. And I talk about, well, A, it's not just, it's not only 30 people. It's 30 people that are showing up. So serve them, but then figure out a way to capture it and share it with the rest of the world. So people see what you're doing, see who you're hanging out with and see how, again, it makes up the totality of what you are and who you are as an artist. Yeah. I mean, as an example, I went to go see Ghost uh, last Friday and they played the forum. Um, and they're doing a couple of arena shows on this tour, but the forum being one of them. And, um, it was a pretty momentous occasion. You know, when you think about it, when you think about the state of music and most specifically the, the, the heavy, the heavier genres, um, for a band to break through, you know, over the course of, you know, a five album or so career and work their way up to getting into arenas, you know, like, of course I 
Instagram that I was there and, you, you know, and, 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 and spoke about, you know, that I was going or whatever. And I, sh- and I shared that, of course I did that as he's suggesting here, but I think more importantly, I reached out to management, to the ghost management. And I was like, I just, and the, you know, the next day and, you know, Hey, thanks for getting me in. And, and, but more so appreciative of the fact of like, I know that you know this, but I just want to let you know how I feel, how important this band is and how necessary it is that this band exists and that this band opens the doorways for the next wave, right? Because as bands retire or as they die off, you know, as you know, say like, you know, like I'm on a, I'm on a farewell tour, Slayer's on a farewell tour, um, you know, you look at all these at motorhead passing away, like you look at all these things leaving the scene. We need ghosts to pick up the pieces and take the spots of those major headliners that are, that, that are, that are going away. Right. So, and not only that, but like Mike, you and I as managers, like as guys that want careers, you know, and want to continue, a, you know, a, 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 a decade long career to, to be double, you know, triple decades long. We need this shit, man. Like we need more bands like ghosts. And, and so it's just the acknowledging of like, man, I don't look at, at those guys as competition. Like, Oh, how come they're playing the forum and you know, someone else isn't or whatever, man, fuck all that. Like, you know, like this is a momentous occasion, like I said, and, and it's worth celebrating and man, like we so much need, need more of this, you know? Yeah, that's a great point. And you know, the subtlety there that, that some of you may not have picked up on, uh, is, you know, look at that a guy like Blasco, who's got basically keys to the kingdom in his hands is still appreciative enough to send that note. And like, what I really liked is that a, you sent it and B that you told the management, you know, who are friends of yours and friends of mine, something that, you know, they already know, which is the importance of that band reiterating that and showing that appreciation is just a subtle note that in the grand scheme of this fantastic episode, because these are really, really, really great points, you know, and I will summarize you know, or finalize my end of this stuff is when you're out there, no matter what level you're at, right? I listened to that that podcast I was talking about, and we'll put a, a link in the show notes um, about that artist, Nothing Nowhere. Pete Wentz, the bass player from Fallout Boy, who is an ex-hardcore kid, or maybe he's still a hardcore kid. Um, he's interviewed because he's involved with it. And he talks about how artists have to do the work. And he said, look, you know, my generation, the work was touring. Sometimes now that work is through Twitter. Sometimes it's through SoundCloud. But inevitably, to succeed, you have to, quote unquote, do the work. You can't just create and then let it go into the ethers and expect something to happen. You know, that's the that's the exception, which rarely occurs rather than the rule. But the, the, the point of all of this that I'm trying to make is I watch so many artists not know how to promote themselves because they're like, oh my God, I've talked about this song seven different ways. And it's like, no, these are great tips to allow you to go back and do something that is sort of a backdoor entry into still talking about what inevitably is that final product. So fantastic episode, Blasco. And remember guys, you know, be thankful like Blasco's done, uh, as well as, you know, be prepared to do the work in whatever capacity that is. Yeah. And that's a perfect, uh, um, 
that's a perfect uh, line into he, the way he wraps up the article is being a modern musician is all about multitasking. Not only do you have to produce great tracks, but you have to keep your fans interested in a sea of noise. Luckily, there's lots of great material you can rely on that's not just your music. Finishing music takes time. Taking time to think about what you share in between makes a difference. So there you go. Heck yeah. Great episode. Yeah. And that concludes episode 95. Thank you for tuning in. We will be back here next week. In the meantime, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Blasco1313. We encourage you to email us any questions or comments you may have for the podcast to me directly at askblasco at gmail.com. If you have listened this far, much respect to you for making efforts to educate yourselves and taking your future into your own hands. Mike, any final parting thoughts? No, just want to say thanks to you for putting together another great episode. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mike O'Loop. If you're looking to take your career in uh, a little bit more of an advanced step, I have a coaching platform, OuterLoopCoaching.com. Please visit our sponsors, Rockabilia.com, using the code PCJabberJaw for 15% off, as well as Banzoogle using the code MENTAL for 15% off. Tell them Blasco and Mike sent you. Uh, they support us so support those who allow us to continue to do what we do have a good one my man thanks everybody all right cheers peace Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network.